0: Welcome to an LDS Guided Meditation and Mindful Reading. Companion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Come Follow Me Studies. I am your host, Trisha Haney. This week's episode covers June 21st through 27th, Doctrine and Covenants 67 through 70. Worth the riches of the whole earth. If you need further instructions, please refer to the introduction episode of this podcast. It is now listed between Season 2, Episodes 16 and 17. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time, and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. You are exactly where you need to be, so breathe in the gratitude and exhale the negative. Feel the weight of relaxation as you let go and feel your body soften. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to remain still or incorporate movement by stretching or moving the body parts before relaxing them. Relax your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Soften your neck and your shoulders. Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Take a moment to scan your body for any places that you might still be holding tension and release it. Continue to deepen your breathing and soften your body and remain in the present. DOCTRINE AND COVENANTS SECTION 67 REVELATION GIVEN THROUGH JOSEPH SMITH THE PROPHET AT Hiram, OHIO, EARLY NOVEMBER 1831 The occasion was that of a special conference and the publication of the revelations I already received from the Lord through the prophet was considered and acted upon. William W. Phelps had recently established the The Church Printing Press in Independence, Missouri. The conference decided to publish the revelations in the Book of Commandments and to print 10,000 copies, which, because of unforeseen difficulties, was later reduced to 3,000 copies. Many of the Brethren bore solemn testimony that the revelations then compiled for publication were verily true as was witnessed by the Holy Ghost, shed forth upon them. Joseph Smith's history records that after the revelation, known as Section 1, had been received, some conversation was had concerning the language used in the revelations. The present revelations followed. Behold and hearken, O ye elders of my church, who have assembled yourselves together, whose prayers I have heard, and whose hearts I know, and whose desires have come up before me. Behold and lo, mine eyes are upon you, and the heavens and the earth are in mine hands, and the riches of eternity are mine to give. Ye endeavor to believe that ye should receive the blessings which was offered unto you. But behold, verily I say unto you, there were fears in your heart, and verily this is the reason ye did not receive. And now I the Lord give unto you a testimony of the truth of these commandments, which are lying before you. Your eyes have been upon my servant, Joseph Smith, Jr., and his language you have known and his imperfections you have known. And you have sought in your hearts knowledge, that you might express beyond his language. This you also know. Now seek ye out of the book of commandments, even the least that is among them, and appoint him that is the most wise among you. Or if there be any among you that shall make one like unto it, then ye are justified in saying, that ye do not know that they are true. But if ye cannot make one like unto it, ye are under condemnation, if ye do not bear record that they are true. For ye know that there is no unrighteousness in them, and that which is righteous cometh down from above, from the Father of lights. And again verily I say unto you, that it is your privilege and a promise I give unto you that have been ordained unto this ministry, that inasmuch as you strip yourselves from jealousies and fears, and humble yourselves before me, for ye are not sufficiently humble, the veil shall be rent, and you shall see me, and know that I am, not with the carnal, neither natural mind, but with the spiritual. For no man can see God. At any time in the flesh, except quickened by the Spirit of God. Neither can the natural man abide the presence of God, neither after the carnal mind. Ye are not able to abide the presence of God now, neither the ministering of angels. Wherefore continue in patience until ye are perfected. Let not your minds turn back, and when ye are worthy in mine own due time, ye shall see and know that which was conferred upon you by the hands of my servant Joseph Smith, Jr. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 68 Revelation Given Through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Hiram, Ohio, November 1, 1831 In response to prayer that the mind of the Lord be made known concerning Orson Hyde, Lucas Johnson, Lyman E. Johnson, and William E. McClellan. Although part of this revelation was directed towards these four men, much of the content pertains to the whole church. This revelation was expanded under Joseph Smith's direction when it was published in the 1835 edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. My servant Orson Hyde was called by his ordination to proclaim the everlasting gospel by the Spirit of the living God from people to people and from land to land in the congregations of the wicked in their synagogues, reasoning with them and expounding all scriptures unto them. And behold and lo, this is an ensample unto all those who were ordained unto this priesthood, whose mission is appointed unto them to go forth. And this is the example unto them, that they shall speak as they are moved upon by the Holy Ghost. And whatsoever they shall speak when moved upon by the Holy Ghost shall be Scripture, shall be the will of the Lord, shall be the mind of the Lord, shall be the word of the Lord shall be the voice of the Lord, and the power of God unto salvation. Behold, this is the promise of the Lord unto you, O ye my servants. Wherefore, be of good cheer, and do not fear, for I the Lord am with you, and will stand by you, and ye shall bear record of me, even Jesus Christ, that I am the Son of the living God that I was, that I am, and that I am to come. This is the word of the Lord unto you, my servant Orson Hyde, and also unto my servant Luke Johnson, and unto my servant Lyman Johnson, and unto my servant William E. McClellan, and unto all the faithful elders of my church. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, acting in the authority which I have given you, baptizing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And he that believeth shall be blessed with signs following, even as it is written. And unto you it shall be given to know the signs of the times, and the signs of the coming of the Son of Man. And of as many as the Father shall bear record, to you shall be given power to seal them up unto eternal life. Amen. And now concerning the items in the addition to the covenants and commandments, they are these. There remain hereafter in the due time of the Lord other bishops to be set apart unto the church, to minister even according to the first. Wherefore they shall be high priests, who are worthy, and they shall be appointed by the first presidency of the Melchizedek Priesthood, except they be literal descendants of Aaron. And if they be literal descendants of Aaron, they have a legal right to the bishopric, if they are the firstborn among the sons of Aaron. For the firstborn holds the rights of the priesthood over this priesthood, and the keys or authority of the same. No man has a legal right to this office to hold the keys of this priesthood, except he be a literal descendant and the firstborn of Aaron. But, as a high priest of the Melchizedek Priesthood, has authority to officiate in all the lesser offices He may officiate in the office of bishop when no literal descendant of Aaron can be found, provided he is called and set apart and ordained unto this power, under the hands of the first presidency of the Melchizedek priesthood. And a literal descendant of Aaron also must be designated by this presidency, and found worthy, and anointed and ordained under the hands of this presidency. Otherwise, they are not legally authorized to officiate in their priesthood. But by virtue of the decree concerning the right of the priesthood, descending from father to son, they may claim their anointing, if at any time they can prove their lineage, or do ascertain it by revelation from the Lord, Under the hands of the above named presidency. And again, no bishop or high priest who shall be set apart for this ministry shall be tried or condemned for any crime, save it be before the first presidency of the church. And inasmuch as he is found guilty before this presidency, by testimony that cannot be impeached, he shall be condemned. And if he repent, He shall be forgiven, according to the covenants and commandments of the church. And again, inasmuch as parents have children in Zion, or in any of her stakes, which are organized, that teach them not to understand the doctrine of repentance, faith in Christ the Son of the living God, and of baptism, and the gift of the Holy Ghost, by the laying on of the hands, when eight years old, the sin be upon the heads of the parents. For this shall be a law unto the inhabitants of Zion, or in any of her stakes which are organized. And their children shall be baptized for the remission of their sins when eight years old, and receive the laying on of the hands. And they shall also teach their children to pray, and to walk uprightly before the Lord. And the inhabitants of Zion shall also observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And the inhabitants of Zion also shall remember their labors inasmuch as they are appointed to labor in all faithfulness. For the idler shall be had in remembrance before the Lord. Now I the Lord am not well pleased with the inhabitants of Zion, for there are idlers among them, and their children are also growing up in wickedness. They also seek not earnestly the riches of eternity, but their eyes are full of greediness. These things ought not to be, and must be done away from among them. Wherefore, let my servant Oliver Cowdery carry these sayings unto the land of Zion." And a commandment I give unto them, that he that observeth not his prayers before the Lord in the season thereof, let him be had in remembrance before the judge of my people. These sayings are true and faithful. Wherefore transgress them not, neither take therefrom. Behold, I am Alpha and Omega, and I come quickly. Amen. Evidence, section 69 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Hiram, Ohio, November 11, 1831. The compilation of revelations intended for early publication had been passed upon at the special conference of November 1st and 2nd. On November 3rd, the revelation herein appearing as Section 133, later called the Appendix, was added. Oliver Cowdery had previously been appointed to carry the manuscript of the compiled revelations and commandments to Independence, Missouri, for printing. He was also to take with him money that had been contributed for the building up of the church in Missouri, This revelation instructs John Whitmer to accompany Oliver Cowdery and also directs Whitmer to travel and collect historical material in his calling as church historian and recorder. Hearken unto me, saith the Lord your God, for my servant Oliver Cowdery's sake. It is not wisdom in me that he should be entrusted with the commandments, and the monies which he shall carry unto the land of Zion, except one go with him, who will be true and faithful. Wherefore I the Lord will, that my servant John Whitmer should go with my servant Oliver Cowdrey, and also that he shall continue in writing and making a history of all the important things which he shall observe and know concerning my church and also that he receive counsel and assistance from my servant Oliver Gowdry and others. And also my servants, who are abroad in the earth, should send forth the accounts of their stewardship to the land of Zion, for the land of Zion shall be a seat and a place to receive and do all these things. Nevertheless, let my servant John Whitmer travel many times from place to place, and from church to church, that he may the more easily obtain knowledge, preaching and expounding, writing, copying, selecting, and obtaining all things which shall be for the good of the church, and for the rising generation shall grow up on the land of Zion, to possess it from generation to generation, forever and ever. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 70 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Hiram, Ohio, November 12, 1831. The Prophet's history states that four special conferences were held, from the 1st to the 12th of November, inclusive. In the last of these assemblies, the great importance of the revelations that would later be published as the Book of Commandments, and then the Doctrine and Covenants was considered. This revelation was given after the conference voted that the Revelations were worth to the Church the riches of the whole earth. Joseph Smith's history refers to the Revelations as the foundation of the Church in these last days and a benefit to the world, showing that the keys of the mysteries of the kingdom of our Savior are again entrusted to man. Behold and hearken, O ye inhabitants of Zion, and all ye people of my church who are afar off, and hear the word of the Lord which I give unto my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., and also unto my servant Martin Harris, and also unto my servant Oliver Cowdery. And also unto my servant John Whitmer, and also unto my servant Sidney Rigdon, and also unto my servant William W. Phelps, by the way of commandment unto them. For I give unto them a commandment, wherefore hearken and hear, for thus saith the Lord unto them I the Lord have appointed them, and ordained them to be stewards over the revelations and commandments which I have given unto them and which I shall hereafter give unto them and an account of this stewardship will I require of them in the day of judgment wherefore I have appointed unto them and this is their business in the church of God to manage them and the concerns thereof yea the benefit thereof Wherefore, a commandment I give unto them, that they shall not give these things unto the church, neither unto the world, nevertheless, inasmuch as they receive more than is needful for their necessities and their wants, it shall be given into my storehouse, and the benefits shall be consecrated unto the inhabitants of Zion, and unto their generations, inasmuch as they become heirs according to the laws of the kingdom. Behold, this is what the Lord requires of every man in his stewardship, even as I the Lord have appointed, or shall hereafter appoint unto any man. And behold, none are exempt from this law who belong to the church of the living God, yea, neither the bishop, neither the agent who keepeth the Lord's storehouse, neither he who is appointed in a stewardship over temporal things. He who is appointed to administer spiritual things, the same is worthy of his hire, even as those who are appointed to a stewardship to administer in temporal things. Yea, even more abundantly, which abundance is multiplied unto them through the manifestation of the Spirit. Nevertheless, in your temporal things you shall be equal, and this is not grudgingly, otherwise the abundance of the manifestations of the Spirit shall be withheld. Now this is commandment I give unto my servants, for their benefit while they remain, for a manifestation of my blessings upon their heads. And for a reward of their diligence, and for their security, for food and for raiment, for an inheritance, for houses and for lands, in whatsoever circumstance I the Lord shall place them, and whithersoever I the Lord shall send them. For they have been faithful over many things, and have done well inasmuch as they have not sinned. Behold, I the Lord am merciful and will bless them, and they shall enter into the joy of these things. Even so, amen. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email me at ltsguidedmeditation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Stay positive, stay grateful, and take the time to be still and ponder as you walk side by side your loving Heavenly Father through this complex and beautiful life.